This is the Jeff Merrick Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. I want to thank Brian Lawton for kicking it off today from the NHL Network, former player, agent, manager, now broadcaster, done it all in hockey. Uh, so to come on the program as well, we'll talk about the Winnipeg Jets with Sean Reynolds. Uh, Big Day Gary Bettman is uh, in Winnipeg today to talk to corporate sponsors and have a conversation about ticket sales as well and the future of the Winnipeg Jets. Also, um, we'll talk plenty about a 12-game universe tonight around the NHL with features amongst other games. A juicy one between the Stars and the Avalanche. Can't wait for that one. Also, Vegas and Toronto where there was... A Jack Eichel citing Elliot Friedman from Hockey Night in Canada and 32 Thoughts, uh, albeit red jersey, non-contact. But Eichel back on the ice, Friedman. Was that a surprise to everybody? Uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I would say yes. I mean, he knew it was getting close that he was on this trip and that he cannot escape any of these loud cars. Uh, uh, we knew he was on this trip and he wanted to skate and he was, it was getting close. You know, I'll, I'll say this. Look who's on the schedule on Saturday. I don't know if it's possible, but Vegas plays in Buffalo on Saturday. <laughs> like, it's it's hard not to look yeah, at that I know. and say he would love to play that one. So, we'll see. But he's, you yeah. know, Bruce Cassidy said they weren't sure uh, the trip for them ends on Monday. You know, we'll see. But uh, he's, like, they skated him hard today. I saw him at the end of his skate. And uh, put it this way, it was not a light workout. Joel Ward and John Stevens were working on pretty hard. Yeah, well, that's good. So maybe some good news on the horizon. Uh, will not be in the lineup tonight as the Vegas Golden Knights face off against the Maple Leafs. You know, we've talked recently about, you know, the Maple Leafs, a seven-game winning streak, forcing the hand of Brad Treliving. Does he need to do something, get more in the mix? Uh, what once was sacred, whether it's prospects or first-round draft picks, maybe not so much um, anymore. But from the Vegas end of things, I mean, a couple of things. One, I don't think anyone's forgotten in Vegas how the Maple Leafs handled, handled them uh, most recently, 4 nothing after the first period. And everyone said, whoa, yeah. we didn't see that coming. But nonetheless, um, you know, what is... Uh, I'm always curious about Kelly McCrimmon uh, around trade deadline time. When we talked to the Vegas general manager in Seattle at Winter Classic, you know, he talked about how, you know, when they identify someone, they heavily scout that person. I think it was like 50 viewings of Ivan Barbashev last year before yep. they pulled the trigger. Um, any any idea what Vegas has up their sleeve? Because I can't, I can't see a trade deadline, Elliot, coming and going without hearing from Kelly McCrimmon in some way. Well, I just think that if you look at it, like they're good enough to win, right? And... Uh... I, yes. I think, you know, obviously, if you think you're good enough to win, uh, you, then you go for it. And the, I think the other thing with them, too, is that there's not a feeling of being easily satisfied. Well, we won the Cup last year. Yeah, okay, well, last year was last year, and this year is this year. You want to go for it again. So, um, you know, the whole Mark Stone situation definitely throws uh, a curveball at them. Yep. Um, you know, like people talk about what it means for the cap. I look at it as more what it means for the player. You know, Mark Stone is just such a hugely important player for their team that if there's any concern that you're not going to have them, that's a massive, massive loss. But I, I do, I, I do believe they're one of the teams in and around Gensel. Um, you know, I, I the one thing that when I when I listen to Dubis, he talks about how they don't want they want guys who can kind of help them now. And the one thing about Vegas is. They have some players who are, you know, AHL or borderline AHL, NHL, or fresh NHL, that if Pittsburgh is looking for young pros, 
they have uh, that kind of thing in their organization, depending on how the Penguins feel about them. So I, I just find it very hard to think that Vegas is not going to take a swing at the biggest player available. And if, you know, if, if, if it's not him, then I guess, Jeff, it's our job to figure out who else they might be interested in. Hmm. You know, I, I I always do wonder around this time, you know, what teams have eyes on for the future. And uh, I don't know if Vegas is, you know, when it comes to winning the Stanley Cup, I, I wonder how much you just say, you know what, we're going to worry about next year in the offseason right now. We're just going to focus on the Stanley Cup. You know, they have like, you know, Alec Martinez on an expiring contract, yet they have Nick Hague ready to step in exactly into that spot, being, you know, groomed essentially uh, for that Alec Martinez spot in the, uh, in the, uh, in the, and the blue line for the Vegas Golden Knights. Do you have any idea how far out Vegas is looking, or are they just focused on, we can repeat here, that's all that matters to us right now? Well, I, look, I, I think they, I, I think it's probably both, to be perfectly honest. Um, I, I bet in the short term, they're probably trying to figure out how long this is with Stone. Um, you know, they, they said week yeah. to week, um, you know that injury is tricky. It's it's significant, but there's like there's like one of the things that you kind of learn is is that sometimes with these injuries, like we all like definitive timelines, and we don't get them. Like with Drysdale and Philly, I think if, it sounds to me like he's trying to see if he can avoid surgery. That's the way I kind of read it. Mm-hmm. He's going to try to see if rehab can help, and that will determine whether or not he if he can come back and play this year. Um, like with Stolen, it's like a, it's, it's a different kind of thing. You just don't know. Like every human and how they recover is different. So I think number one, they're trying to think about can they get something in there uh, to replace Stone. And you know, obviously, if Stone comes back, it makes you really, really good. Um, look, I, I think with them, it's, it's best player available. I think you always want term if you can get it, but uh, yep. uh, for them, it's best player available. Okay, um, some interesting games last night, and I, I do want to get to Edmonton, L.A., but first I want to ask you about Seattle-Boston because this was fascinating for a couple of reasons. So it's a Seattle win over the Boston Bruins in a shootout. Um, Morgan Geeky gets a, goal, uh, a call pulled back for, for goalie interference. Uh, Philip Grubauer was excellent in this game with 29 saves. The Boston Bruins have now lost three games in a row. Seattle, mm-hmm. now by, by winning here, you know, it's like, okay, you hit pause on the we're going to be sellers for now. We'll see how the rest of the week plays out in that game yeah. against Pittsburgh. But the Boston Bruins have lost three games in a row now. And perhaps more interestingly here, and this is where even though the Boston Bruins are up around the top of the standings in the NHL, you know, you wonder about some cracks or some holes here. You know, the Boston Bruins in their last eight games, seven of them have gone past the 60 minutes. Yep. Yeah, overtime it's same, losses. It's the same, same as the, Toronto same was as getting the early in the season, right? Like Toronto was getting that critique. Yes, Do you remember like, when they were like last in the league in regulation totally. wins? So yeah, I, yes, I, so, I it, and we watched a like, lot of Boston this week because you know they were through Canada and all their games were on our network. So and, I, and like they were the yeah. last game last night. So after Edmonton finished, you 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 went to watch them and. I wasn't. I have to say, I wasn't crazy about that geeky disallowed goal. Uh, I thought he was just trying to play it, but um, I know I'm not going to win this argument. But uh, um, 
there's no question. Like, you know, Boston is one of those teams that I, I think for a lot of this year, when they were really good at the start of the year, we were all trying to figure out what exactly do we have here? Because we're all expecting them to take a step back. But one thing is they still have two yeah. of the best players in the league in Marchand and Pasternak. They have one of the, they have arguably the best goalie duo in the league. And, uh, but like, you're still looking at them and saying, is this for real? And I think judging from some of the noise I'm, I'm hearing around there, um, they recognize that they're going to need to add. But as we've said, Jeff, they can't really afford to add draft picks. They don't have those. So I, I think now the question becomes, what, what, do you, what do you see on their roster? And they've got some guys who are UFAs. Are they going to keep them? Are they going to move them? And obviously a lot of it is on the goalies. And, you know, it's interesting. I had, a, I had an interesting conversation with someone today about this, this whole Swayman-Olmark uh, situation. And, you know, what, they, they made an interesting point to me. And, and that is that um, if you are a team that has a goalie, when is the right time to make the move? And, you know, look, like Markstrom has been out there at times. Um, Soros is out there with a high price. And I know that teams, uh, I, I know that there's some suspicion that all Mark's been talked about out there. And I think one of the things that some of these teams are wondering is if we get to the off season, do you lose any of that leverage in trading a goalie just because more teams have more options and more teams have the cap room to do? Yeah. And I think that's what some of these teams are weighing right now is what is the right time to do it. And, you know, Boston, I think they're working on extending Swayman. I've predicted for a while now that there's going to be an extension, so I hope eventually I'm right about this. And I, and I think Boston <laughs> knows that, as you said on the last pod, it's a luxury to have uh, two goalies this good. And, and I think what Boston is deciding yeah. is how long can they go with it and when is the right time to make the move. Curious, uh, anytime you have a Vesna Trophy uh, goaltender um, potentially available, I think teams start to, to really pay attention. Uh, the goalie market will be fascinating before March the 8th. Okay, you so know, I, last I have, night I you referenced Edmonton. I, yeah. I, I have to tell you, too. Sure. Like just watching Ottawa last night, you know, you've got to think that they're at the forefront of this, right? And, uh, you know, one of the things Ottawa has to deal with, like a lot of other Canadian teams, like players have protection. So, number one, you've got to know yep. if you're looking at someone, is it someone who is willing to go to Ottawa? Um, but they they are one of the teams right now that has to be right in the middle of all this uh, goalie looking into. I, I can't imagine they aren't. Uh, don't disagree. Um, pretty big win for the Washington Capitals, by the way, last night. That was, I know it's one that you have to have, but some, some, you know, yeah. like, whether it's, you know, Hendricks Lapierre showing up and scoring a, uh, a big two, that was a, an, a, on a gorgeous pass, by the way, on that second Lapierre goal by, uh, by Anthony Mantha, who continues mm-hmm. to make his case for teams out there at trade deadline. Hey, a lot of skill here, a lot of size here, a lot of toughness here as well. Um, looking for another chance with uh, another team come trade deadline time. Uh, Edmonton over LA 4-2 is the final score. Two assists for Connor McDavid. Uh, 38 saves for Stuart Skinner. 
Uh, Adrian Kempe leaves the game with a minute and a half left, holding his arm. Don't like to see that. Trip by Cody Cece. Uh, did you take away anything from last night's game? Like, this was much anticipated. We've seen these two teams who really don't enjoy each other's company very much go at it. Uh, your thoughts on what we saw last night? Well, I think one of the potentially biggest things uh, happened at the end of the game when Kempe was hurt. Now, I haven't checked this yet, but John Holden, who's Mayor's Manor, is usually very, very, uh, he has a very high percentage on King's News. And uh, he reported this morning that Kempe might be going home uh, to get, like, uh, they're in Calgary tonight, the Kings, and he reported that Kempe, I think, is going home to get checked out. So that um, that's big deal. Like they're already down Arvidsson. If they're down Arvidsson and Kempe, that's really big uh, for LA. So that's a big deal. But look, like you know, the the the, the Kings scored pretty early. I think a lot of people. Um, uh, I think a lot of people were kind of wondering, uh oh, is this another Edmonton disaster? And look, LA, they're not the most exciting team to watch, but they're structured and they know how to lock you down. And uh, Edmonton yeah. came back and they won that game. I thought it was a big night for the goalie. I thought it was a big night for the team. And I'll tell you, I had a really good feeling about it in the morning when I saw McDavid's clips. Like when they were asking him about not <laughs> scoring, and he was like, I've decided I'm yeah. just getting assists now. Like normally when they're in yeah. some kind of losing streak like that, McDavid, like who hates losing, he can be really surly and snarly. And when I saw he was answering the yeah. questions like that, I was like, okay. This guy's in a good frame of mind tonight. Like he's he's got the right attitude. And uh, but look, obviously Edmonton needed that win. It was it was huge for them. Massive. Sure. Uh, Pastor Nike had a couple of funny ones as well. Saying, "Yeah, I need to do more investigating on how to score goals. I'll uh, I'll get back to you on my research, something like that." I'm paraphrasing, uh, Pastor Nike, <laughs> but uh, was a good day for quotes from players. Was a good day for quotes. It sure was. Um, bad for Jamie Drysdale. Bad for Jamie Drysdale, though. Philadelphia yeah. Flyers. Let's go there. Uh, you reported yesterday it is week to week for Jamie Drysdale. Um, you've made the point that this complicates exactly nothing for the Philadelphia Flyers for trade deadline. But I can't help but thinking, like, if you're a player on the Philadelphia Flyers, if you're John Tortorella, who I know is always talking about being aligned with uh, Danny Briere and Keith Jones and Dan Hilferty and the plan and all that, I mean, this has to be horribly, horribly disappointing for the Flyers. Well, for sure it is. And, and Tortorella also said this morning that uh, that uh, Travis Konechny won't play tonight against the Lightning. You know, yes. I, I think I, I think with and that's a big loss too because you know obviously he's a hugely important player for them. With Drysdale, like I said earlier, I, I get the sense that there's an attempt here to see if this can be sorted out without surgery. And basically, what I heard is that they're not going to know for a couple of weeks if if he's going to be able to play again. So he's going to take a couple of weeks, work on it, and then we'll see where we are. So hopefully, like I said in the tweet, he's had enough yeah. injury experience. I hope it. I hope it all works out for him. You know, the, what's happening with Philly reminds me of an interview I did a few years ago uh, when I was back at the score with uh, Robin Ventura, who was then of the Chicago White Sox. And they they came into Toronto right after the trade deadline. They were three and a half games out. The White Sox were, and I think Cleveland was in first then, and they were really good. That was in, you know, Cleveland's run. I think they went to the World Series that year. And uh, Chicago sold off. And the, and the GM said, look, we're not going to win. We're selling. 
And I remember interviewing Ventura, and he said, like, I thought the whole idea in sports was to win, and we're winning right now. Like, yeah. he was really mad about it. And that's I, I was thinking about that as you were asking the question. You know what players think, Jeff. The players' vote is, look, we're surprising the world. We're winning. Yeah. Yes. Um, let, yes. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Like, that's what we are. We're, we, we have a, like, it's been a while since any of those guys appeared in the playoffs. So, like, they're like, let's go for it. Let's go for it. You know the way players think. And, you know, like I said, yeah. like, you know, there's a lot of rumors. I, I was looking at uh, Twitter as I was, I was walking up uh, uh, the street here, and I see, like, there's lots of talk about Walker, and there's lots of talk about Sealer, and it's, it's that time of year, and those guys want too much money. And, and it, so you know what the organization is wrestling with. They're wrestling with what's the best decision for overall. But I, I think the most fascinating thing about Philadelphia is, is that, like when you look at points, there's some teams that are, 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 you know, six to eight points back of them, but they've got games in hand. Like, I think, if, you know, like it doesn't really affect Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay, you know, they have to go up through the other side. Um, like they're, they're in a really good spot. They're on the, but all those other division teams, like, like Washington, like Pittsburgh, like New Jersey, you know, they're, lo- they're looking at, at Philly and they're saying, that's the team, the, the Islanders. They're all sitting there and saying, that's the team that we can catch. And how do we decide what we do based on what they do? And probably in a lot of ways, it's not the optimal way to run a team. You should make decisions that are best for yourself. But you know about financial yeah. pressures, Jeff. We talked about it yesterday. Sometimes oh, yeah. decisions get made for that reason. Absolutely. So um, we'll, we'll we'll finish on this one. You mentioned Robin Ventura. Uh, I loved him. I thought he I mean, obviously he's a heck of a ball player. Uh, he will forever, uh, as far as how baseball highlights go, be married to Nolan Ryan and charging the mound and the headlock <laughs> yeah. and you know Nolan yeah. <laughs> Nolan Ryan just feeding feeding him fists. And speaking of feeding fists, I started the show with this one. Have you seen the visuals of Matt Rempe's face? Yes, 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 yes. I saw them. Further look, to we talked about it on what the we were talking and, uh, about the last couple of days. Yes. Yeah. It's just you know, like, like I said, I think like I, I think for a lot of us, it was a really fun story. And he, he took the Empire State Building took the league by storm, and everybody was watching it, and it was <laughs> fine. It was new, and yeah. it was exciting. But I think everybody also recognizes that there's there's got to be a limit. He shouldn't have to do this every night. And like I said to you on the pod, like a couple of guys who fought, they they reached out to me and said he doesn't really know how to defend himself yet. And uh, things yeah. like you know, actually, I was I was talking about with Bieksa and things like you know, knowing what hand the other guy is, so you try to reach out and take that arm and grab that arm and take it away, like things like that. So. Like, you know, like, obviously uh, there's some things he needs to learn. And uh, look, like, I, I want this to be a good story, not a bad story. So I just hope everyone's on top of their game and dealing with it. You know, Cam, Cam Jansen was talking about that on the Cam and Strick podcast. I just saw a clip before uh, before uh, getting on the air here this morning. And uh, he was saying just that, like, oh, I wish I could work with this kid for a couple of days and just help him, you know, work on, you know, various things and protecting himself out there. But uh, for everyone who thinks you're going to see a uh, Matthew Olivier rematch tomorrow at MSG between the Blue Jackets and the New York Rangers and Matt Rempe, 
I'm not so sure we get there, Elliot. I'm not sure that that's the uh, the same thing at all. Uh, okay, on that we'll uh, we'll wrap. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy your afternoon, uh, and we will talk on Thursday. You and I. You be well. All right, Jeff. Take care. Speak to you in a couple of days.